Okay, so Ad, welcome to Crystal Apocalypse episode 86. You know, <sighs> been doing this for a while now. You have in I? particular have aged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you feeling? You haven't. No. Okay. Fair enough. Sure, how, what? What, you want to know how I haven't aged? Yeah, go on, go, go on your bullshit. Okay, well you remember you found that book in the loft that had the story about the little boy that trapped a monster in a cage so he could use him as a friend and... He would make the bad people stop being. Yeah, I watched the movie rights recently. Well, interesting. Yeah. But I'm the monster. Ah, okay. Actually not a physical being in this realm or reality. I've been brought forward by a little boy's imagination to get rid of the bad people. So the little boy's penny crayon, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. But uh, I don't think he really sort of filled out a lot of the personality gaps. I've just replaced them with near, you know, perverted sexual acts. Yeah, that and makes sense. mountains of charm. Mm. I mean, that's a sexy noise. So I'll assume that that was in agreement with my mountains of charm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You got that? Yeah, yeah you totally, believe that? Yeah. yeah. Great. It's very yeah logical. Basically, yeah. I'm a succubus. I'm suck your bus. Oh then, shit! You stole my joke. Yeah. Fuck. It's funny because you own a bus. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. 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 How is the magic school bus? You really let yourself go since you were the teacher on that program. Mm. (laughs) I was the kid with glasses. (laughs) I'm even fucking worse. I broke them 12 years ago. I haven't gone back and bought a new pair. I've just been blind the whole time. All right, Anne, how are you doing this week? Fair to middling, I guess. Fair to middling? Yeah. Fuck, why have you had such a good week? I don't know. Very tired. What have you experienced this week outside of what you're going to review? Have you had anything um, new that you've tried? Have you have you experienced? Are, are you uh, are, have you experienced a new romance? Or I've had insomnia a lot. You've had insomnia. Yeah, that's almost like a new romance. Yeah, a new romance with the night. You are essentially Dracula. Yay! Way! Can you now say I'm a motherfucking vampire in no. a Dracula accent? No, Black- I'm a motherfucking vampire. That's the sort of thing Blackula would say. No, it's not. Are you saying that, that Dracula can't bring himself into the 21st century about being black? Dracula's classier than swearing. No, I don't Wait, think what was so. the name of, um, you know, in the Eddie Murphy one? Where he was a Vampire in Brooklyn? Yeah, what was his name in that? I can't remember. No. No, but it had a great... Who was the guy who played his ghoul? I can't fucking remember, but the guy who played his, like, zombie ghoul, like, his partner... It's probably Doug Jones, it's always it Doug, Jones. Doug Jones. It wasn't Doug Jones. It was someone who was big in, like, in, like the 90s. But anyway, yeah, he was fucking great in that film where he's, he's just like, I've given you my gift, but not all of my gift. So you won't change into a vampire, but you will have certain powers. It's like, what sort of powers will I have? And he goes, power and dominion over the insects. And they're like, oh shit, really? Yeah, <laughs> Look nice. at that power of insects? That's fucking cool, man. Nice. <laughs> and also, you will not be able to die. And it's like, oh. But you also continue to rot. And he's like, oh, that's... That's less good. His ear drops off and he's like, oh no, oh shit, my ear. He just staples it back on. He loses his hand. He gets the mannequin hand, doesn't he? No. He says that all the mannequins were white because it's the 90s. So he's just got this white mannequin hand. He paints it brown. (laughs) You got the shitty end of the stick. He did, really. Uh, Vampire in Brooklyn is a really weirdly... It's a really weird film because it's Eddie Murphy doing a serious horror movie for the most part. Hmm. There are jokes in there and he still has to get his clumps like, I'm a white guy in one scene. Like, you know, he makes himself up and he's like, I'm not Eddie Murphy because he had an identity crisis and slept with Mel B. Now they've got a kid. But, you know, 
And Pluto Nash bombed not long after that, so I'm guessing that he could feel that coming on. You'd think that Pluto Nash would do great, considering Meteor Man was a smash hit. Yeah. Um, and Norbit. No, Norbit was way after that. Was it? Yeah, Norbit was right after... Uh, was it 99 words? 101 words? 1,000 words? It's 1,000 words. It's got to be before that. Yeah, it's way before all of those. Like Norbit and Meet Ed or whatever his name was. What was it? Meet Dave. Meet Dave. And mm. 1,000 words were all like sort of the same 10-year period. It's like 2005 to Nothing in the same like year. No, no, there was a 10-year period he did those three, yeah. three or four films. Um, not like the days of Metro. <laughs> or uh, showbiz. Is that your review then, Eddie Murphy's career? No, 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 Eddie Murphy's career. He's actually doing some really nice R&B music right now. Mm. Been playing guitar. Yeah, it's not going to be as good as Jackie Chan's music. So just no, it's not going to be as good as Jackie Chan's though. He's got Chan. a new album out Oscar in August. Winning, Oscar winning composer. Yeah, yeah. What are you done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. What are you going to review? Well, I was going to talk about my week now. You spoke about yours. Oh, your week. Okay, okay. we're five minutes in. Sure, go for it. I've experienced this week um, heartache. Great, awesome. Yeah, I watched the reboot reboot. Is that your review? I'm not going to review the reboot reboot. Oh. I've not finished watching it. But I don't know if I will finish watching it. Okay. I finally I finally got around to watching Rogue One again. All right. You know, life is yeah. good. Oh, uh, Rob Delaney is... He's got his own little following now from Deadpool 2. That's nice. After I got excited that I saw him in the trailer and I spoke about Catastrophe about three or four times on this program, um, he's finally getting some players. Peter, oh, the, yeah. the team member with no powers. Yeah. Rob Delaney is the only celebrity that I may accidentally knock into in London and I would be so happy that I wouldn't have words to say to him. I would be like, do you remember that scene in Bruce Almighty? look at you in the eye and you'll have a deep exchange of thoughts. I, I will look him in the eye you won't say anything, just put his <laughs> finger on your lips. Yeah, oh god, that'd be, I'd, I'd be instantly coming in my pants. And you think he's about to say, shush, don't speak, child. He'll just be just like, get the fuck out of my eyes. face, you piece of shit. his eyes, like Prince. Yeah. I never cared. What if he stabbed you in an alley and ran, ran off with your phone? I would be a little bit starstruck to be in with. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still be like, oh god, that Rob Delaney! Fucking no one's going to believe Oh no. It's wearing a tracksuit. Can't, can't tell anyone he stole my phone. He's got a tracksuit on. Yeah. Stabs your money. Stabs my money? Stabs you, yeah. Stabs yes, yeah. <laughs> Take that, your patriarchal society and their queen. Yeah. Fuck her. Stabs her right in the fucking eye. It's hanging out with Dapper Laughs. Hanging out with Dapper Laughs. I caught a bit of Dapper Laughs on TV the other day and I was like, this is terrible. Catching a bit of dapper laughs is one of those things like catching an STD or possibly catching an STD. You should go to the doctor. I, I don't want to go to the doctor and waste their time just because I watched a bit of dapper laughs by accident. I mean, I, I guess it would be more shame for me. If I, mm. be like, it'd be like if I turned up and I said, well, I tried to fit the whole thing in and then I sort of fell over. Okay. And it'd be like, it'd be, it'd be probably more shameful than having to explain that. Yeah. I'd have to be like... I think that I've become retarded. Uh, they'd be like, they'd be like, why? What's happened? Good using slurs. That's good. Retarded. Yes, yeah, slur. I. But wait, in what context? Because one can be born with a disability. I'm not talking about being born with a disability. I'm saying I've become retarded. So I've reversed. I've regressed to be slower. What? What did you think the context of me using that word was? No, that's ableist as fuck. Ableist as fuck. How's yeah. ableist as fuck? Against special needs kids. No, it's not because With I'm not. I'm not. Shit. No, autism is a learning completely different disorder. Learning difficulties are a completely different disorder. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. me to say that I've regressed to become slow oh, means dear. that I have slowed down. 
You're going to end up in one of those YouTube videos about oh, your full God, race. I'm, it's going to be like Jontron. Someone will call me up and they'll be like, you ready for a debate? And I'll be like, yeah. And they'll be like, all right, autism. What do you think about it? I'll be like, it's a horrible, horrible thing that happens to children. It's like, well, it doesn't just happen to children. They become adults. I'll be like, yeah, but they don't suddenly become regressed. It doesn't happen immediately. It's not It's not something based on what they've watched. I'm saying that watching Dapper Laughs would make me stupider. Yeah. But you can say it makes you stupider. But I'm not I'm I'm not stating that someone who has a disability is retarded. That's the problem. You're associating mm, I'm not gonna get are. into an No, because retarded doesn't mean someone's disabled. I think that this is the zeitgeist sneaking in on me, isn't it? This is this is the word has become become related to something and and everybody thinks I'm trying this is just like when I use that N word. Never mind. People think that it's dismissive, but it's not. Mm. Are you going to review something yeah, I'll ever? Review, I'll review something. I guess. I, I guess I'll review. I don't know. Ten minutes in, almost. Oh god! See, there you go. You say, "Oh, I've got my notes. I know what I'm reviewing." Yeah, you throw me you off now because yeah. you had a go. Because at me, you spend just, ten I'm minutes not, talking I'm about not in nonsense. The right frame of mind now. We're going to have to stop the podcast. No, I'm no, going to review Lost in Space season right, one okay. on Netflix. Good. I'm also going to because I have to talk about them together. Lost in Space, 1998. No, you just talk about the series. So, Lost in Space season one on Netflix is not very good. I don't like it very much. It's all right, but it's not really great. Um, one of the key factors to the original Lost in Space was that it was the family. It was like a Swiss family, Robertson in Space. Yeah, yeah. This is like Swiss family, entire country. There's tons of people. No, it's a bit like the 100. And I like the 100, but this is like the 100 light. Which is weird, because the 100's a CW teen show. You know, that had genocide and loads of shit in it. Whilst this, they're all like, oh, someone died. That's the okay. robot's a friend. That's okay, you just got to kill them all. Yeah. Um, but it, the basic story is that a uh, spaceship in space, a colony spaceship, they're going out to find new planets that they can um, they can inhabit. Um, they suddenly get attacked by a robot. And the robot has like four arms, it's all spidery, it starts killing everyone. Um, and like a bunch of people get out of the ship and they jump into these like, um, uh, uh, what they call pods, like ejector pods. Um, but they're actually like big self-sustaining ships that have like food and stuff on them and they're each assigned to a family that's on the ship. So your living quarters would be near to your escape pod and you would, you would get off on that escape pod. Um, so yeah, so, um, bunch of shit happens and they will, they all end up on this earth-like planet. That has like a bunch of weird temperaments and temperatures and, and everything's a bit strange. And, and, uh, and yeah, they just try and survive. Yeah. Oh, good. The robot says danger. Will Robinson at one point. Yeah, he only said that once in the original series. It's a bit weird that people associate hold it with on the show. to it. Yeah. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. It's just, it's one There's of way more there. lines than that from the I show know. they should yeah. remember. Never Oh, you can take us, robot, you. You know, freaking. Suffering succotash. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely from Lost in Space. Uh, but yeah, in, in, in general, in general regards, it's fine. It's very vanilla. A lot of people are raving about it. I don't know. And I, I, think that's, I think that's just because it's not crap. I think you keep getting your opinions from the bad forums. I don't go on forums. Yeah, right. You're always on 4chan. I am never on 4chan. <sighs> Although if I was on 4chan, I'm guessing they're singing it as praises because it's a mostly white cast. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it should be, be white. We should send white people into space. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, a weird thing happened. The mm. Netflix have both this and the the original film. The well, not the original film, but the original remake from nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, the which masterpiece. Is, it's actually better. 
It's a fantastic, beautiful film, especially that CGI little monkey thing. Which um, is the best CGI ever. The film is a shit show. It's got Lacey Chabert in it. <laughs> it does. Heather Graham. The film, LeBlanc. Yeah. Um, the film is a shit show, hmm. but it's still better than this series because the series is 10 episodes, I think. Yeah, they all, all those Netflix shows are a bit too long. 10 hours and it ends up spoiling. Are you going to watch it? Probably not. Do they get lost in space? Yeah, this is, the spoilers are they set up the original series. The Robinsons get lost in space alone. Yeah, okay. We're like okay. we're like um, Doctor Smith, the robot, and the kid, and daughters. The original da, series, da. they crash land on a planet, and the whole series is set on that planet, and then they go to another planet. Yeah. For a year, and then the last series is like they go to a different planet each week. Yeah. Trying to find their way home. Hoping the next leap is the leap home. Yeah. God, I fucking love Quantum Leap. There's a series, there's an episode where they go to a planet where there's carrot people. Does not surprise me. <laughs> so, Lost in Space 1998, everybody knows the story, everybody knows what happens. Same sort of thing. Family is sent off on an adventure. There's, there's little spider monsters. The world only has 20 years left. And then they, um, and they jump through time. They, well, they don't know this, but they, they warp off of the uh, planet. And they're going towards the sun because of an issue with the guidance system caused by Dr. Smith, played by Gary Oldman, by the way, which is fucking awesome. Mm. Um, and they, they, so what they do is they, they warp drive and they go through the sun and they come out years later. And Matt LeBlanc's best friend is a super old dude. I think he's played by Morgan from The Walking Dead. Probably, sure. Lenny James. Possibly. Lenny David. Lenny James or Lenny David? I can't remember his name. But anyway, um, so see him and his old man. He's like, he's like, he's like, Joey. Joey, you remember the time where you said, how you doing? Ah, Joey, I'm dead. Now I'm old. <laughs> he's just dead. And then Joey goes onto the ship and he's like, I traded in all my cool equipment so that I could get this stupid rifle, which turns out to be a pretty good rifle in my eyes. And he has a cool Iron Man helmet. And they shoot the spiders and Dr. Smith gets scratched by a spider. And he's like, oh, no. Yeah, we all know Lost in Space. Oh, and then like... they skip ahead in time again, and they find that Will Robinson is, is a surfer mm. on a planet with no water. It's like, hey, dudes. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> he gets, did you know that thing he's dubbed in this? Who? Um, the guy who plays is the English guy from um, from Sherlock Holmes, the guy who plays Moriarty from the Robert, da- Robert Downey Jr. films. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Fuck, he's in loads of stuff. Yeah. He's in Lady in the Water as well. Yeah, he's in films. What's his name? I can't remember. You know his name. William something. William no. Hurt. No, William Hurt's the one who plays a dad. Yeah. But anyway, he plays the son in the future. And yeah. I, he's an English guy, but they've dubbed him with this like surfer dude voice. So it's like, I worked it out, dad. The crystals can send us back in time, man. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like, okay, son, let's, let's do this. And he goes, I'm going to go back like 50 years and save everyone I'm like good plan go back to the first day stop the launch consider stuff and then the dad's like no I'm gonna go back five minutes ago and I'm gonna save my family I'm like wait no no wait no don't do that go back to the original point and save everyone yeah what are you what, what, are, you, what are you doing you selfish prick William Hurt but no, he goes back five minutes and saves his family. Uh, Gary Oldman goes, goes. I've, I've got young because he was scratched by a spider, became a big Spider Man, and then cut him. And he goes, uh, and then William Hurt goes, "Don't you remember, Doctor Smith?" Although he didn't really hear this line, but it's like they eat their young, and and then Gary Oldman, CGI Gary Oldman, looking like the Scorpion King. <laughs> he goes, he goes, ah! they're eating his face. Like, ah! 
ah, wiping him off and stuff. And I keep thinking to myself, what if one of the tiny ones scratches William Hurt? Because like those things are flying about the room, all over the place. They were he very specifically gets... wanted a Mister um, Evil News, Evil Mister Mister Robinson. Yeah, and then uh, William Hurt jumps through the portal, and then his son's like, "No, there's not enough power for me to come through." And I was like, "That planet's exploding! Just jump through the fucking hole!" Hmm. Like the worst thing that happens is you come through and you're just a hand, like cousin It from the Adams family, or like you're a ghost. Anything is better than being on an exploding planet. Or, at the very worst, time cop with yourself. Be like, I'm going to erase this so that no one can build time machines again because it's going to fuck up everything. And then just go and touch your younger self and then merge like fucking... Um, what's his name? I don't know. What Who's you... the main bad guy in time cop? No one remembers. Ron Silver. Uh, sure, why not? Yeah. And that's uh, that's Lost in Space. I give it... I give it a John Cena. Really? A John, John Cena? That's I don't one. think it's reached its full potential. Like you understand. It's a bit charming and like, and like you'll get some memes from it, but I just don't think there's enough there to warrant a second season right now. Of John Cena. Of John Cena. Hmm. Yeah. But you just talked about the film. Yeah. In relation to the series. I'd recommend the film. You just mentioned what happens in both. In the, Yeah, but the film, the film is not cheesy. Really what it's like in relation to the TV oh, series. I give, I you give, just say the I film, the film I give the film an Ernie Hudson. All right. Watch the film over the series. All right. Yeah, every time. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, the I film's watch... two hours and 20 minutes. The series is 10 hours. And there's an episode dedicated to them getting fuel. They might not get enough fuel. It's okay, we've got some fuel. Parker Posey's in it, though. She's not very good. What Parker Posey? Parker Posey's great in Louie. Do you remember her in Louie? We can't talk about Louie anymore, can we? He's a dirty man. <laughs> he is a dirty man, but we can't talk about the series Louie. He likes to wank at girls. He gave us gave us some of the nicest the nicest moments with Robin Williams and Parker Posey, and we can't talk about it because Louis C.K. ruined it for us. Yeah, Fucking and Pooty Tang, and Pooty Tang. Well, no, Pooty Tang doesn't contain any any scenes of anyone masturbating anyone. No. Do you have to slurp that? Don't slurp that. <laughs> and your review? No. Um, right. You've given up already. Yeah. The format's gone. Okay. I watched... Uh, well, it's been a couple of weeks now, isn't it? Um, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events Season 2. It's really fucking fantastic. Uh, freaking that, that show... They like, like, the last, the first series had like these little moments where you could see the sort of, like the budget being stretched a little bit with like some of the CGI on the baby and like mm. some of the, you know, some of the little effects they did for the sets and stuff like this. But, um, this series, it's like they bumped up the budget a bit and they've shot everything a bit, you know, done a bit more work on making everything look friggin' fantastic. And it looks beautiful. That show's friggin' fantastic. And we're all fully into new stuff, no repeats of stuff we know from the film. For those of us who were like, you know, watched the film years and years ago. That film was like 2002 or something, wasn't it? It's got Meryl Streep in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it Meryl Streep? Yeah, Meryl Streep's in it. She plays the um, librarian or the judge. I can't remember which one. Wasn't it Glenn Close? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's been ages. But this film, this series, is just fan-friggin-tastic. And they've, they've changed a whole bunch of stuff from the books now. There's like loads of little things here and there that they've switched around that weren't in the books and they've done them to make the series have more of a sort of TV f- sort of ebb and flow to it 
um, switching around certain events here and there. Um, some of the unfortunate events and all that. Um, like the whole thing with the carnival ends differently to how it did in the in the books. Mm. Um, that's that's a whole that's a whole thing. But um, friggin' what's his face? Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Um, like possibly this is like his career best performance in anything he's done. He's fucking astounding in this series. Harold and Kumar. Any of the Harold and Kumar films. If you actually took his performance in Harold and Kumar... Well, he's playing himself. Yeah. yeah and then just yeah. put him in this series, it would work. Yeah. But no, he's freaking phenomenal in this. Like, the way he's, like, constantly freaking... Because Olaf's not... Count Olaf's not, like, a one-dimensional character. There's, like, depth hidden away in there. These little mm. tiny... The surface gets scratched every now and again. That really comes up in the next episodes that we'll be showing. Um, but he's, like, he's playing a character a lot of the time and slipping in and out of character on a dime and mixing it all up and friggin' like like Jim Carrey would have just done a Gurnin guy like multiple times over. Yeah. And he didn't really like in in the Lemony Snicket film, it's like every single one of his characters was like a Robin Williams impression. Like an impression of someone how they think Robin Williams would do that role. Doing funny voices, flapping his mouth around and stuff. And then it's Neil Patrick Harris guy, yeah, he's doing the funny voices and all that, but he's doing it in this like perfect like an actor absorbing himself into the role and all that. It's friggin' like um, the detective when, when he's in the western town and he's got like this 70s detective costume and he's scatting all over the place. The the scat man style scatting, not, you know, two girls, one cup style scatting. But um, yeah, and the kids in it, they make reference to the baby being seen to being older all of a sudden. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously they filmed it. Apparently they filmed the next series back to back at the same time, so they shouldn't age yeah. in the next series. But there's that whole joke at the start where it's like, we feel like we've been here for months. And it's like, is um, the friggin' what the baby's called a toddler now instead of a baby? <laughs> Just to get around that. Um, which is good. They didn't recast the baby. You know, keep the same kid. Um, It's got what's her name? Sarah Rue in it. And they expanded her character from the books. They gave her a lot more to do. And um, Sarah Rue's lovely. She's a classic. She was in Idiocracy. She was Madam Secretary in Idiocracy years and years ago. And she's have a sitcom called Less Than Perfect years and years ago, which um, had Andy Dick in it. So, Who is she? Who is she playing the... She's the librarian at the school. The one oh, who, the one who's the one hanging who joins... out with Nathan Fillion. Yeah, she joins the um, VFD, which I don't think happens in the books. I don't think. I think she's just like in the library episode and that's it. But they expanded her stuff. Um, give them more to do. And obviously they didn't have to pay Kobe Smulvers and What's-His-Face to Will Arnett to be in every episode at the end this series. So they had some extra money for more Nathan Fillion action, which is good. I think Nathan Fillion might be on retainer for Netflix because he did this and he did the second season of Santa Clarita Diet. It's a lot of the same producers, isn't it? So yeah. they just like... He was great in Santa Clarita Diet. He's mm. still so fucking charming. Yeah. Like he he's just ahead in the second series of Santa Clarita Diet, but like he he makes an attachment to, where he he has like an emotional attachment to all the characters, and obviously because he's ahead, he doesn't have any like the digestive shit, so he gets like the mental urges to eat stuff like people, but he just can't, hmm. so he just exists. His body That's doesn't not biologically right because it requires your stomach to be hungry to send the impulse to your brain that you need food. Yeah, but like, it can be like an addiction. Your body can still, like, endorphins mm. being released when you take drugs and chocolate. And Maybe he was a compulsive eater. Maybe. Yeah, he was just I really mean, fat. He got big, but yeah. now he's getting slim again. Well, he probably got big for a role. What, Multiple castle? roles. 
<laughs> Asda rolls. Fat rolls. I fucking love Nathan Fillion. I feel bad Swiss for mocking rolls. him in any way, shape, or form. It's like, yeah. it is How like. How good was that giant Swiss roll I got the other week? Oh, it was quite good, yeah. Yeah, it was really like. It had I... salt on it. Did it? Yeah, it was yeah, sweet it was, and it was, salty. It was beautiful. It was good. Really soft. I was expecting, like, you know, when it's the really shitty dough and Most all that. soft, yeah. It just where, falls where it's crumbled. Yeah, but man, that was a good Swiss roll. pound fifty in Morrison's for a, a fucking giant Swiss roll. I was in Morrison's the other day and I was looking and I was thinking to myself, I might just make uh, make a, a, what's it called? A Yorkshire pudding pizza. Yeah. I might just do it. Fuck them for not having a vegetarian version. And also fuck them for their abusive jalapenos. Jalapenos with Spanish sausage. What are you doing? That's what are you fucking fine. doing? That's fine. What the fuck is wrong with them? Yeah, Spanish. Yeah, but no, if you're going to have a spicy sausage, it's got chilli flakes in it. It's got a specific taste. Don't add that and try and muddy the wall with your fucking jalapenos that are shit and pickled, you bastards. The finer things about cooking. Taste Nazi. I'm not a taste Nazi. But anyway, Serious Unfortunate Events Season 2. It's fan-bloody-tastic. I liked it. Yeah, really good. I freaking, I was, I, was, I, was, I watched the like I watched the first few episodes in fits and bursts because I was watching other stuff and doing things. But then I just binge-watched the last six episodes in like one day and just friggin hooked and it's left on a cliffhanger you mentioned it exciting like, you mentioned it at the beginning of the week and I hadn't realised well I had realised there was another season but I just had no need drive to watch it because hmm. I thought the first season was great but um, I was I just got a bit sick of the the adults being stupid shtick that's the whole thing in the I know show. No, I know it is. Um, <laughs> the whole show's about like friggin you know intelligence is like how as people seem to get older they seem to push away intelligence yeah instead of embracing it and they seem to become more switch. complacent yeah and the, the more people are stupid the harder it gets for anything good to happen but um it's it's almost like that it's almost like a superhero program mm. as well because intelligence means that you just sort of rise above everything else yeah unless all the good people child. are smart like yeah. it's you know, there's all that stuff where it's just like the town that's completely got stuck into its own dogma and its own ways and yeah. it's become super insular and all it takes was is it just a Kelso suggestion. Was it Dr. Kelso who played yeah. the old man? Yeah, it's that Dr. Kelso. so fucking weird. Yeah. It's so old now. It took me a second. I was just like, yeah, yeah no, It was the voice. Yeah. Um, it was after we were watching Scrubs for two hours yesterday. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's him. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, one thing. He had um, the what's-his-face from um, Arrested Development in it as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he loses his hand. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He played yeah. the husband. Yeah. He was great. Um, I like my standout is probably that episode, the, the two episodes with the actress. The Esther's Elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not just that, the, the scene in the restaurant was great. Yeah. The balance of forwards yeah. between the two. Um, and then also the, um, the scene where it's like, well, I guess we've got the whole evening ahead of us. So, um, what do you want to do? Oh, you know what? You know what I really could do? Dance. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Oh, with dancing. There's a lot of um, friggin' innuendo in that episode. Yeah. The friggin' what's the one with? Um, oh, he says something begins with L, and she thinks it's les. She says um, that sounds like lesbians, yeah. and then they flip it again. She um, says, "I do like horses, like equestrians." Oh, I think that's <laughs> in the restaurant as well. No, it's when they're in the lift. It's when after she's pushed them down the lift, and um, Olaf comes along, and he says something to her. There, it's friggin'. Uh, I like the um, I like the hook hands guys is becoming addicted to parsley soda. <laughs> that was that was pretty great. No, all in all, I've I I enjoyed this series a lot more. Hmm. Um, just because you're right, they weren't stuck down with the Will Arnett stuff because um, that clearly fucking drained their budget. Kobe Smalls as Will Arnett clearly drained it. 
Um, Nathan Fillion hasn't looked like he's been having so much fun in a long time. He was great in it. And the arc of He knows the- how to talk like a 1920s radio hero. He does. He yeah. does. <laughs> now, listen here. Um, climb up to the roof and save the day. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, there are still holes. There's still stuff missing. Like, I think that, I think that, um, the main act, the, the kids who play the, the, um, Baudelaire. Yeah. The Baudelaire, uh, triplets or, or three. Um, Baudelaire siblings. Siblings. Baudelaire siblings. The other siblings. kids are triplets. That's it. That's it. And one of them is dead. Um, the Baudelaire or siblings. Is he? Yeah. The Baudelaire siblings are, are just fantastic. Mm. All three of them, fucking incredible. Yeah. I I do wish that there was an episode like in the last series, the last episode or the last two episodes took place in that mill that was run by um, Don Johnson. There was the mill that in the last series was run by friggin' Rafe Spall, whatever his name is, the Australian guy from. He was in X Files last year or a couple of years ago. Wait, that was in the lumber mill one. The lumber mill was run by Don Johnson. He turns. I probably turns up in it. I can't no, remember. Don Johnson runs it. He's the weird, the weird guy who doesn't care about people getting killed and maimed by his machines. That's oh, that's, Don Johnson. Yeah, he turns. Yeah, the guy who actually runs the mill day to day. Though was the the owner of the mill was the was very small. He had the Australian accent. and He had his um his boyfriend with him the whole way through. I thought it was Don Johnson. No, I can't remember. But no, um, yeah, it's good chisel. Are you looking up now? I'm looking up Don Johnson because I need to find out if it was him. I thought it was. I'm going to lose my mind. It's very hard, hard to get Don Johnson and Rafe Spool mixed up. I know it is. That's why I'm trying to work out if I've just had a stroke and it's just fucked up my mind. Cause I'm is it Rafe Spool? Really... It is Rafe Spool. I don't think it's Rafe Spool. Whatever his name is, the one he's in stuff. He was he was the lizard man in X-Files a couple of years ago and he's fucking funny. But yeah, the whole series just really fucking good. Mm. Um, although, like, like I said... There's just, it seems to be a lot of it is set, and I don't know how much the female, um, like, there are episodes like the fucking hospital one I hated. Well, the hospital one's great. I did not like the hospital one. Um, that's the first one where they have to make a decision that's, like, morally morally bad. Yeah. That's the whole thing with the series. It, it keeps getting worse and worse, where they have to do things that are, like, going to have bad consequences, but they need to do them to find out what's ha, going on. It was Don Johnson. Sir. Yeah. He played the he played the um <clears throat> Yeah, the miserable mill. Sir is the proprietor of Lucky Smells Lumber Mill, located in Poultryville. His real name is not known, although as Mr. Poe is tempted to pronounce his first sort of boy name. Uh, huh. Yeah. Uh Charles is is His partner's Charles, that's right spool. Or whatever his name is. Rise Darby. Reese Darby, that's all. Reece a stupid name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, he was in he was in Jumanji too. It was actually right. Welcome to the jungle. I reviewed that before, didn't I? Possibly. Who knows? Yeah. Review um, something, you penis. All right. My next review is going to be something I was really fucking looking forward to, and it did not disappoint. Oh. Uh, you were never really here. Yes, I was. Um, which is, which is a book. Which is it was originally a book by Jonathan Ames. Do you know much about Jonathan Ames? No, he writes. He writes like detective fiction, and the series mm. "Bored to Death" was based on him. It had Jason Schwartzman and Zach Galifianakis and um, Tony Danza in it. Danza in it. Um, Tony Danza. Yeah. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. No, Ted Danson. Oh, Ted Danson. Um, and it was a detective series in which he basically got high and tried to solve crimes. He was very bad at it, but he used it to try and cure his writer's block. Um, the Jonathan Ames book, you were never really here. 
is not a comedy misadventure about stoners. No. It is a dark reflection on humanity and fucking incredible. No. So Jacqueline Phoenix plays a detective, uh, like a private hire detective, who um, who is given the task of finding this little girl who's gone missing. Um, as he searches and, and goes through the underworld to try and find her, he starts losing more and more of himself. When you say underworld... Like, I mean, like, the dark criminal underworld. Oh, not... Not vampires and werewolves. Oh. And also not Frankenstein, or I Frankenstein, sorry. My favourite. Favourite bad movie of all time. Um, so, yeah, so um, it starts out that he is given the information and he starts looking into places where he knows children are kept and sort of groomed for sex trafficking. Schools. Yeah. Um, and one of the... Well, I'm not going to go into too much detail because it kind of ruins it and it's only been out yeah, for like a week. Yeah, stop spoiling films. Um and it is, it is fucking incredible. If you can imagine a mix between Old Boy and No Country for Old Men, so that style me- merged together. Yeah. So it's almost like a... My original Old Boy or remake Old original Boy. Original Old Boy. No. Um, it's almost like this idea of travelling to find something whilst running away from your own own past and, and people that may be relating to what you're looking into. At the same time, not knowing enough really to forever protect yourself, only knowing enough to keep moving forward. Hmm. Um, and it's... It's fucking great. I mean, there are... He's got a big beard in this. He has a massive beard. Fantastic. Massive beard and he has his hair tied back. He's like, he's full on, and he's like got a bit of a gut, but he's quite big, like he's bulked up. Like he's, he's one of those people that's realistically big, not Hollywood mm. big. Yeah. So he doesn't have like fucking razor sharp abs and he's got like big fucking shoulders, big arms, and he's got a bit of a gut, but like he is all about using his weight to take people to the ground and fucking, he has a hammer. He doesn't have, like, a gun or anything for a lot of the film. Like, he does use a gun every so often. Uh, but he, most of the time he uses a hammer. And a lot of the, a lot of the action, well, action, a lot of the, a lot I'm sure of the, this isn't a four film. Yeah. I'm very sure. It's like a bullpen hammer. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking horrifying looking. Um, the scenes in which he has to do stuff. So he, he, it's no spoiler because it's in the poster. He does eventually find the girl and he sort of tries to save her. Um, and there's a lot of times where, where he'll tell the girl to look away and there'll be someone who is caught in, like, say, the corner and he'll tell the girl, he'll go, just go stand in the corner and look away. And then as he as he walks towards him, you just see the shot of, like, complete darkness, so a silhouette of his body mm. as he's walking towards this person and the person's in the corner and they're like, they're like, no, 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 you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. And Jackman Phoenix just unmoving. It's like a mountain coming towards you. It's fucking horrifying, but it looks great. The whole film has a really weird soundtrack trick so it starts off that when there are scenes where it's emotional and the emotion is starting to creep into work, so there's a subplot involving his mother and his house and how he lives his life, um, and there is a scene that he's just having a conversation with his mum and you can hear him rhythmically, very quietly in the soundtrack at first, screaming. It's like, ah, 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 and it builds and builds and it cuts to a scene in which he's just screaming in the mirror where he's trying to deal with the PTSD of the stuff he's seen and had to deal deal with. We don't see that. We mm. see him moving forward on the, oh, just, it's, it's a fucking, it's a kind of film that got a wide release and I, and I saw that it was getting a wide release and I thought to myself, no one is going to see this, but I have to. This is the kind of film that you, it's like watching Blue Ruin in the cinema for the first time. Like, I don't think, I never thought I'd get to see Blue Ruin. I saw the posters in Empire because I still bought Empire at the time and I thought to myself, I'm never going to see this, this slow, mean, aggressive but also also so so sharp thriller i'm never going to see this in the cinema and then it came to guildford for like <gasps> one night 
and then fucking just disappeared. But I got to go see it, and it was. It's one so of those things. They had Powerpuff Girls on in Woking for one night. <laughs> I miss yeah, that. It's a bit like that. I was really um, gutted. I had to work that day. <coughs> There's been so much of this recently. These, these. I wouldn't say they're art house films because they're violent hmm. and cathartic and and painful. They aren't. They aren't like. They aren't like. Oh, my little girl just told me she wants to be a boy, but I'm a cowboy and I don't really know how to handle these emotions. And then, like, they fucking, and then, like, the cowboy turns around and he goes, I'm learning to love my son. And then, like, leads them through life and stuff. You know, like, the fucking prestige picks you normally get. Yeah. Like, call me by your name this year. I'm surprised it didn't sweep the Oscars and instead we got a fish man fucking a new woman. <laughs> like, hmm. there is, there is so much that I would normally associate with an art house film and it's always like that Academy picture, that cans and things like that. It's like, like the big six, the big six. Sorry, I didn't expect that to be that style of movie, but because it was so funny and so comedic, it skipped away from the art house. Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six is a great film, uh, but yeah, this is this is violent and bloody and cold and like there are scenes where he's he's just overpowering people and they're so fucking terrified that they they don't want to try and fight back because they'll just lose. There's like nothing they could do. They like grab his jacket and stuff like that, and he just grabs their face and then just pushes their head into the corner of a wall and just forces it down and then the hammer comes up and you're just like this is this is monstrous but at the same time he's saving this little girl so it's like how monstrous can you be knowing what these people are preparing this girl for and another fucking thing that is great they don't sexualize the little girls like I fucking hate their movies where you know where you um, I'm trying to think of the best example films like It hmm. where like like they've got her in a bra and pants and like, they're like what do you do to you and he's like, she's like I won't speak about it it's like don't put a kid in bra and pants and talk about inappropriate sexual situations and then say to people, oh, you know, it's just it's just how they handle things in the 80s. It's it's so like, what's-his-face does it? What's who? his name? The one who directed Powder? <laughs> He's Dude, still allowed to make films. I know. Can you imagine if the guy something who directed... Silver, Dante, something Silver. David can you, Silver. Can you imagine if the guy who made yeah. Ju- uh, Jeepers Creepers 1, 2 and 3 got his hands on Justin Long again? Yeah. Justin Long's not been okay since those films. Mm. We all know it. No one's talking about it. Justin, if you need help, reach out. It's too old for him. Yeah. Now he is, anyway. Mm. But maybe the memory is enough. Mm. You know. Uh, but yeah, no, I highly recommend it. If anyone gets a chance to go see this, it is, it's fucking art. It is just art. There's, there's, you're not, it's like Taken if Taken didn't have like, like, hey look, there's sex girls rolling around in the mood. They're all on the drugs. And now the Europeans are coming to sex. It's not like that. It's like, it's like these, these kids are dressed like kids because they don't get off on kids dressing like adults. That's like in your head. You know, you, you know, when people are like fucking, they, they say like, oh, you can tell when someone's like that because they got the pictures of all the fucking, they got all this weird shit. No, you can tell when they're like that because they can get off on a fucking copy of Bunty or whatever the fucking girl magazine is nowadays. You know, they're Bunty. not. Nowadays, what was it was Bunty. What was it? Bunty. It was yeah, Bunty, nowadays. the name of the magazine, wasn't it? Yeah, from the 1970s. Fucking hell. I don't know. There you go. Oh dear. I've probably got a Bunty annual somewhere. Uh-oh. Yeah. Jack Wayne like, Phoenix is coming to get you now. I think for some reason I got my mum took a whole bunch of like kids' stuff from my aunt. Oh, she right. was the last person born before I was. Yeah. Because I had like freaking dolls and stuff in my house when I was a kid. Yeah. You know. But weird. yeah. It's it's one of those things where where I think that people so often associate one thing with one way, and when you see it in this film, it's like everything makes sense. Everything is dark and horrible, and it's fucking nightmarish. And you go, it's like watching um, what was the name of that film? 
There's a film not long ago which is about Spanish police who were on their way to a crime scene and their car overturns on the way there. Sicario? No, not Sicario. Sicario is fucking great though. Sicario mm. is a really good film, but no. Um, it's like Boscom, Boston, Boston, Baskin, Baskin, B A S K I N, and Robbins. Um, yeah, like Baskin and Robbins. Nice. I uh, like ice cream. But yeah, this car's I've on. Got some ice cream downstairs. <laughs> the car's on its way to a crime scene. It overturns. Yeah. It kills everyone inside. They don't realize. And they, like, within the first two minutes, they sort of get to this building and they're like, oh, I can tell. This is hell. They're traveling through hell. But they're like, oh, God, this crime scene is really messed up in Spanish. There's like, oh, <laughs> like, and it's, and you're watching it, you're going, holy fuck, you're in hell. Every one of them is like, oh, I wonder what's happening. <laughs> look, at the, look at these flayed people. What's going on? They said that this was a domestic abuse thing. <laughs> and it's just like a demon with hook hands. They're like, oh, that chap does not look I still good. want someone to do a film where like God turns off and says, look, okay, you kind of fucked up this whole world, so we're going to do a rapture. Okay, all the good people are going to go to the rapture. And the whole film's focusing on these people who are like religious Christians and everything. And they're like proper God-fearing American Christians. And at the end of the film, everyone goes except for them. And they're left with Trump or something. <laughs> and that's the end of the film. It's just them going, oh... Oh. oh, so a little bit like Rapture Palooza. Yeah, but but good. I didn't mind Rapture Palooza. <laughs> Probably the funniest thing about Rapture Palooza was the fact that they had those tiny little bugs uh, that would know every one of your insecurities, and you couldn't squish them. And they just went around going going to people like, "Hey, hey, you know that zit you're worried about? It's fucking gross." And they just scare her off. And it's like this is hell. This <laughs> is actually hell. Um, but yeah, no, um, you were never really here. I, it's a Tom Atkins. It's art. Start by way of movie and Jacqueline Phoenix. He's back oh, it's to. It's about time movies became art. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. I compared it to two great films that are art. Well, Rapturepalooza. Yeah. Uh. Um, but it does. It, it feels like it feels like watching. Um, the easiest way I can compare it is it feels like I'm watching Wind River from last year. Just hmm. something so surprising and it's it's punctuated with and it's it's the actors as well. Jacqueline Phoenix is a fucking nut job. You like you read about him yeah, and you see life. And he, yeah yeah he's a fucking nut bo- nut job he I go see those vegan documentaries about like farming and shit like that he narrates like every one of them for free yeah and you just hear him go like and then and then like the stuff you're watching on screen he sounds so calm and it's like it's like and then the cow's kids are taken away from him. it's like oh god and you like you can feel your heart just go like so you watch vegan documentaries is that like your people's version of those like Christian movies like God's not dead no. <coughs> Vegan propaganda. <coughs> no, they're actual documentaries, so yeah. they do get like registered places. You like, gotta be careful before long you'll be watching straight edge documentaries or friggin' Actually friggin' no it was a band that straight edge started with, they're quite good. Creed. Yeah. Creed, my sacrifice. Is. Hello, my friend, we meet again. Been a while did you wear Seems like forever When you are with me. I'm free. I'm Christian. I believe they're God, aren't they? They're into they're into their God. Yeah. Do you like Free Doors Down? No. If I go crazy, no. then will you still call me Superman? You just do the same voice, really. Is that them did Superman? If I'm alive again, you still that holding Did you hear about hand? um what's her face from Smallville? Yeah, Alison Matt. Yeah, yeah, she. I heard. I heard about this like I a year ago. I heard rumors about this a year ago yeah. because you remember that. Well, there's another thing. Apparently, in 2011, the rumors started, and Kristen Crook was also involved. Really? Yeah. So it might have been someone had access to the Smallville set. Oh, we're going to find her. out that Tom Welling's a fucking nut job, aren't we? Yeah. 
he's going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy from Far Cry Five. They'll catch him, and he'll put the sunglasses on, and he'll be like, "God won't let you capture me." And then that's it. America is Tom Welling Nation. Hmm. <gasps> he'll change Maybe Washington Brandon to Ralph Wellington. Pardon? Brandon Ralph could stop him. Oh, that'd be great. Let's do a film where every film Superman comes together to stop Tom Welling. That'd be awesome. Get Brandon Ralph, Christopher Reeve, CGI Christopher Reeve, <laughs> and George Reeves. Christopher, CGI and both. That'd be awesome. Henry Cavill, and he turns up and everyone's like, oh God, it's the miserable one. Uh, what's wrong with your lip? <laughs> <laughs> In the next one, they should digitally add a cleft palate to his face. That'd be oh awesome. God, that'd be terrible. <laughs> Hey, hey there, Superman. Hey, Superman. What, 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 what do you like about Earth? Well, I like the fact that you have such efficient shaving equipment around. <laughs> look how gross my lips look. Have you seen the... Um, I don't often watch it, but do you watch the... Um, His lips how- look like... You know when you have a toy and you put a video of someone's lips yeah, on top? Yeah, that's what they did. I don't know if you watch how it, how it should have ended. Like, every so often I dip my yeah. toe back into that and watch them Try again. Try not to. Um, I don't mind them because it's just simple, stupid, goofy comedy, but... Um, and also the villains, the villains pub is crap, but the little round table they do when they have all the heroes come in and they talk about all the money and shit they make and it just, it makes me laugh a little bit because, uh, but anyway, um, it's, it's where they had that and they just, they had someone's mouth. They just had the cartoon, still complete cartoon. And then they had his mouth and it was just like, just like, Hey, there are kids. Mm. <laughs> it just made me fucking laugh. Oh dear. Um, you oh. dumb. Yeah, I'm done. I'm okay, done. I, Tom Atkins. It is Tom Atkins. I really hope someone goes to see it based on this review. One of our 14 listens. Well, if you remember to share the podcast. How many did we get if I share it? Did you try sharing last one? Yeah. I don't think you did. No. I don't think you, don't think you linked it once on the official Critopocalypse Twitter account. At Critopocalypse. I'm talking about Outrun on it right now. Yeah, well done. You're very busy. <sighs> 256 right. followers, guys. What? 256 followers. We went down by about 20. <laughs> Because <laughs> I didn't tweet for a little while. Uh, uh, right, you're done then. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's talk about a game I played. What uh, game did you play? Really quick one. Uh, friggin' Friday the 13th, the killing puzzle. Killing puzzle. I've played that too. Yeah, it's basically Slay Away Camp. It is. And I've played Friday Slay Away Camp as well. Yeah, I've had a bit of fun with it. It's all right. It's um, not got all that like, buy shit now. Um, it does kind of berate you with the whole watch an advert to do a thing or something, and I'm like, no, that's, a, that's fine, I don't care. Um, and it does have microtransactions, but they're hidden away enough. It's like there's some extra costumes you can get, or you can get better loot boxes for better weapons, but the weapons are really just the animations they do. Yeah. So it's not really that big a deal. What matters is you're killing the things. Um, but yeah, it's basically a, a puzzle game where you're on a grid, and you slide Jason around the grid, like one of those sliding things like a sliding puzzle game as it were yeah. like and you'll hit a wall and you'll stop and you can slide in different directions and it's all about figuring out the right directions to do all the killing mm-hmm. to hit the campers because that's yeah. what you're trying to hit to solve the puzzle and sometimes that involves sweeping past them so they run and get scared or you know you might have to avoid a cat because you can't be killing any kittens yes um but they basically yeah they've reskinned slay away camp to be friday the 13th they've done a decent job of it um the little you know is the, all the hints and tips come from jason's mother's head in the mm-hmm. top corner. Yeah. Um, there's an option in the menus where you can press a button. It goes, ki, 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 ma, ma, ma. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's a good option to add in. All games should have that. <laughs> um, it's easily the best Friday the 13th game that's been made. Um, that's not saying much, I guess. Um, I haven't played the PS4 one that came out a while ago, so I'll probably play that one day, shouldn't I? Apparently it's all right. I've played that quite a bit. Uh, yeah. It's a mess. Yeah. But um, they've had a new single player mode to that, haven't they? Or something. Have they? Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's just a fun little free sliding puzzle thing. You can get it on Steam as well. It's on there. Um, yeah. I had it crash when I finished the first story, which was weird. Um, the moment I killed the final guy in mm-hmm. the in the first set of levels, it just crashed when the cutscene played. I reloaded it, killed him again, and it carried on fine after that. Um, but yeah, neat little fun diversion, I guess. I don't think I'm going to be playing it for years like I've been playing WB Supercard and um, friggin' DC Legends, but, you know, there's a lot worse when it comes to mobile phone games out there. You know, you may as well play the ones that are actually somewhat decent and inventive new idea. Yeah. I say new idea, seeing as it's based on another game those developers have made. Because mm-hmm. it is the same same developers. It's not someone ripping off Slayerway Camp. It's the no, same guys. same developers. They released it for free just because it was Friday the 13th, didn't they? Yeah. But it's, um yeah, but when you look on the app store and you see the shit that's on there and the derivative stuff and the amount of like stuff that's just infringing so many copyrights and you mm. wonder how they get put on there because surely there's like a responsibility from Apple and Google to make sure that the stuff they sell isn't like illegal like if a shop started selling pirated DVDs like HMV they'd get in trouble like <laughs> you know mm. I don't know but hey it's okay give it a go Um, I agree Jim Sterling's because- in it apparently is he? Yeah. I agree with you. It is It is a great little distraction. It's free, which is mm. great to see nowadays. Uh, but I'm not going to review that on top of your review because I feel like you gave it exactly the amount of words I was going to review Streets of Red as well. You can do that next. You've got another review. Yeah, but WrestleMania. Oh. Yeah. Streets of Red's all right. Give it a go. Yeah? Yeah. How much is it right now? Uh, it was like It's got a discount on Seven Switch. Quid, isn't it? It's like £5. And I had 90p's worth of gold things oh yeah that's shit yeah I figured I should use them because I think some are expiring expire expire on the 30th well some of mine do soon yeah like um yeah um Streets of Reds look, it looks interesting it's I've fun. seen a lot of people I killed Jim Sterling like, on it so I've seen a lot of people that's two games with Jim Sterling in released yeah. in the same week and one review it's nice it's round up um okay well I actually played three games they're all the same game Many play what? Oh. um I played I played several well I I recently bought an iPad I bought an iPad to to do some general day-to-day shit on because my NVIDIA Shield tablet, they're refunding me all of the Only dollars. babies use iPads now. Yeah, I think that's probably the case. Uh, but anyway, I bought an iPad. Babies uh, and cats. It cost me 90 quid, so I'm not not got any issue. Mm. I'm getting a refund of 300 odd quid for the NVIDIA Shield, so I'm fine with that. Um, and uh, and I downloaded some apps. And one of the things that I normally do is I see what I've... I used to have an iPad uh, a few years ago, um, an iPad mini. Um, and I mostly had it because... Is that an iPhone? No, the iPad, iPad Mini is like an 8-inch version of the iPad. It's 10-inch normally. 8-inch Mini? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty big. Pretty big. Woo! <laughs> Matron. Yeah, before minute, four, four, four centimetres. Uh, <laughs> but um, I went back and I had a look at some of the games I've got. I had things like FTL that I bought, Broken Age. It's 8 inches about. around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a butt plug. It's just a massive like yeah. butt plug. Um <coughs> So, uh, yeah, so I had a few games that I'd already, I'd already purchased in the past, so I re-downloaded those. Um, FTL, I've already spent like four hours on because I'm a fucking idiot. I can't stop playing that game. FTL. Uh, FTL, yeah. yeah. And I bought Darkest Dungeon for 99p in the sale. Ooh. So I've got Darkest Dungeon seven times now. I think seven times. I've got it on five times. Five times now. Like uh, Booker T. Pardon? Five times. Five times. Five times. Five time. Five time. I fucking five love time. Darkest Dungeon. It's one of my favourite games of all time. Um, yeah, they keep getting email alerts because it's been on sale on Steam a couple of times this week and I don't want to buy it because I need I haven't got much money. I've got it on PS4, I've mm. got it on Steam, and I've got it on I've also got um Linux, I've got it on the GOG for Linux as well. Mm. I've got it on Switch. 
which cost me 28 quid, and arrived, I haven't opened it yet. Oh, you got the box copy. Yeah. yeah. And then I also bought an iPad. Did you get anything extra in the physical edition of it on Switch? They sometimes chuck, like... Probably some stickers. Yeah, I know some games they've done stuff like they've put a download code for iTunes to get the soundtrack and stuff like that. Yeah, there's probably something in there. I haven't had a look. Yeah, because that's the whole thing, because you can't really... They can't make Switch game cartridges cheaper than, like, 30 quid. No, I know. So they always end up having to do something, because those games... You can't really sell a physical copy for 30-something quid when the game's 10 quid. No, but I'm thinking about keeping it and not opening it. No. I might keep it as a collector's thing. Because I love it. I might just get it put in a frame. You're going to taste it. I fucking love I love Darkest Dungeon. I think it's an addiction. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So I'm not here to talk about Darkest Dungeon. It costs 99 yeah, on on iTunes. It costs 99 on iTunes. It was great. Uh, but no, I'm I'm here to talk about uh, three different games. That's not one of them. Power Rangers. The Legacy Wars. Legacy Wars. Wars. Yeah, I reviewed uh, that ages ago. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Something or other. And uh, and then another game I can't remember the fucking name of. Well but done. they're all made by the same fucking company. They always are. Is it DNA. D- no, it's not. It's not. Um, one sec. Let me just quickly get the name, because. What about your notes? <laughs> the name of the company made it. Um, it's a mobile phone company. Are we something like Fun Vision? No, it's not Fun Vision. I know. I know. It's like I can get the name off of the Play Store in here, but. Um, but they make. They've made all these. Oh, Enway Inc. All oh, right. Um, was it them? Yeah. Yeah. So they did like Contest of Champions. All right. Let's have a quick look more. They've done a few games, so I don't know. It's not them. It's another company on the on the um, iPad. But anyway, apparently um, I'll play Pokemon Shuffle at some point. Okay. <laughs> Let's look at my previously downloaded games, and apparently I'll play Pokemon Shuffle somewhere. Don't remember that. Anyway, what are you going on about? Review so, something. So the game is the game is a basic like weird battler. Um, you've got your TV. You need to press a button. It's a weird battler where you where you collect cards and those cards you can use to unlock characters or receive characters. Um, and it's you know it looks nice enough. It's it's a nice simple game. You've got like dodges and you've got cards that do moves. Um, but it's just like every other one of these fucking games. It's just a reskinned version of every one of these games. And so I was looking through and to see to see what other ones they had made, and yeah, they've made things for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They've made um, things for superheroes, so like DC stuff. Yeah, random bits and pieces here and there, and they're all the exact same. I think game. they did a Transformers one. Yeah, Something I think it was like Transformers. That, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they yeah exactly the same way as um, yeah. every time. And and it's Tap harmless. To punch, swipe to hard kick. Yeah, it's it's harmless enough, but then I started digging a little deeper because mm. I wanted to find out. If I want to unlock Zack, who is the uh, original Black Ranger, as my uh, as my leader yeah. on my team, I would have to spend some money. Five pounds to unlock a single character. There's a lot of... Um... Actually, that's quite cheap for a mobile game to unlock a character, no, to be I know, honest. I know, I know, it's five pounds. <laughs> but guess yeah. what? Mm. I can subscribe to the premium version of the game, oh. and then I get unlocks every few hours. It'll only cost me ten pounds a month. Mm. Um, so I unlocked quite a few characters on that, but oh yeah, yeah, I, I played for four hours and I unlocked about twelve characters. Had a couple of really cool, like had um, like fan characters in there, yeah, like actually officially licensed by like Saban because yeah. there's a whole there was a whole thing ages ago where there was like uh, uh, like a comic they did and it had like a version of Tommy in the future where he's evil, yeah, and he's like part Green Ranger, part White Ranger, and he's got his own special evil version of the Dragon Sword. And they put him in the game, which is yeah, quite neat. Nice. Um, I think they're putting like the Hyperforce characters in there, which are like 
they're made up Power Rangers. They're like yeah. there's a Power Rangers. It's an official Power Rangers RPG. Yeah, that's on YouTube. You can watch and bulk from Power Rangers is in it. And oh. it's supposed to be like a team of Rangers in the future who are generations before after Time Force. And they're like, yeah, it's like an official Power Rangers RPG that people oh. play on on TV on the internet. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, so so that's that's like all well and good, right? It's a fine game. It's not it's not exciting. It's not for me, but. I can see kids enjoying it if they're into the series. I'm just a bit worried about the premium side of things. So then I downloaded, um, I downloaded Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 1, and it's much the same. It works exactly the same as DC Legacy or Universe or whatever it was, where you've got the top down isometric view and you run along and you fight bad guys and you go like, yeah. Flash hit that one, Superman hit that one, Batman hit that one. Um, it's really simple, really boring, but again, cards unlock characters and you can level up characters and there are rarer characters and you go for a premium version, which is that bullshit where, um, you get like, oh, you've got 17 yellow ranger shards. Yeah. And now you can unlock, you need like 400 to unlock the character and it takes ages. And it's like, you're making that tiny little progress to get in one more character you won't use. That's exactly it. Um, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 1, almost exactly the same. Like, I unlocked Leonardo straight away because that's like your base character, and then you get um, Kiwai, who is um, Shredder's daughter. Yeah. Spoilers, actually, Splinter's daughter. Um, and then you unlock other characters, um, and yeah, whatever, fine. That one's clearly aimed at kids, but <coughs> it's still that fucking big button. It says premium. Hmm. Get DNA, get ooze, unlocked every hour. Eight pounds oh, a month. You'd love to get ooze every hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's the so, secret of the ooze? So, because Jurassic Park's coming out, I decided to get the Jurassic Park game they've also yeah. got on there. The, the dinosaurs fight. They on, do! Yeah. This is the fucking thing. So the Jurassic Park one, all the screenshots are of like dinosaurs in an enclosure and this big park that you can build. And yes, there is a park building element. But it's mostly about fighting fucking dinosaurs against each other. So you merge dinosaurs, you level you them up Chris to Pratt fight. And it'd be like Pokemon. Chris Pratt's in it. Yeah. Yeah. So's um So's oh god, I'm forgetting names left, right, and centre right now. Um who's the bad guy from Men in Black? Sugar. Well the first one, Water. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio is in it. Yeah. You've got Benedict Wong is in it. Ah. Um you've got Jake Johnson from New Girls in it. All the characters are in it. They just pop up in like text boxes. They don't actually talk, they've just got text boxes where like, hey, it'd be really cool if you could feed the dinosaurs and then you unlock a bonus for today. You know, like I feed them every fucking day. That's, that's why I'm generating Shouldn't food. they just be getting fed anyway? I mean, yeah. you run in the park. It's fucking, I don't know. But yeah. to incentivize feeding the animals. So I played that for a few hours, and I unlocked a lot of the park, and I've got a load of rare dinosaurs, and I've got some of the some of the bigger ones. You know, like they've got the water, the the like the massive ones in the water. Yeah. Um, I've got some of those now, which is like the next tier of dinosaur types. It's not as good as Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, man. Oh god! Wait, was that the GBA one? No, Operation Genesis is the. Um, there probably was a GBA version. Yeah, it's the Park Builder game. The one oh, on PS2. yeah, that was actually quite good. Yeah, um, no, it's nothing like that. It's crap. Jurassic Park Trespasser was interesting. Impossible uh, to play, but interesting. Really game. interesting. Like it had like two hand controls and stuff. It was like yeah. the original Surgeon Simulator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Someone should redo that, but with like VR using the Vive controllers. Yeah, that'd work. Yeah, okay. I mean, basically that's all the VR. Yeah. VR. Story. Except is. what they do is they attach a thing to your wrist and it just randomly swings around your wrist, pulling your momentum <laughs> all over the place, just to recreate the original feeling of playing Jurassic Park Trespasser. Was that a game ever actually actually released? Released? Yeah, it was on PC. Yeah, it got patched like crazy for years. Really? Like, yeah, they they patched it like three years after release, still and all this sort of stuff. It never got, never, never was good. <laughs> but mm. at least they tried. They tried a new thing, 
Then Half-Life 2 came along and did the whole physics puzzle thing better. And they were just like, fuck this. There's just seesaws everywhere. Um, so the Jurassic Park one, so I played it for a little while, and, and like you unlock stuff at a study rate and nothing's too, you know, driving you towards paying for stuff. But, and, but then I, I saw a button. I was like, oh, I'm out of food. Oh, no. I'll just, I'll just quickly spam the, spam the money to food button, and then it goes like, oh, it'll take 15 minutes to make this food. So I spammed it a few times. I was like, oh, it'll take two hours to make all the food you need. And I was like, fine. Um, to and make then, goats. Pardon? To make goats. Essentially, yeah. Um, and then, and then, like, I was like, oh, this is taking too long. I'm going to go and do something else. But before I left the app, I saw a button. And you click on it, and you can get card packs for free. So you get one for free every 12 hours. Or you join the premium service. Yeah, it's a free-to-play game. They're going to ask you to pay for stuff. I know, but if you spend only £10 a month, you get a free card pack every month and DNA every 12 hours. Wow. That's right. And I just... I I, I just... I... <laughs> besides FTL and stuff like that, mm. and like the weird... Like, I have Baldur's Gate on the iPad. Oh, no. You know the remastered version? Yeah. Um, I bought that a long time ago. Don't remember buying it, but I obviously did. Um, I think about, I'm, I'm thinking about cracking into that at some point. But every time I do, I see that icon for Jurassic Park and I think to myself, at some point, am I going to be asked to buy the premium pack? Like, if I spend a tenner a month, am I going to get the premium Baldur's Gate experience? Yeah. And like, and, but I paid for like Baldur's Gate. Like all should be. But I paid for Baldur's Gate, so I shouldn't have yeah. that, but I still have it in the back of my head. Like, I can't get away from that now on the iPad. I look at games and I'm like, oh, free. I'll give it a go. And then like, you load it up and it's like. That's because no one buys games on iPad. <laughs> I know. Well, clearly not. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep trying to find something good. All of these are Adam Sandler's. Like, none of these games deserve your time. Like, they don't have a lot of work behind them. And the park builder one for Jurassic Park, it's not even a 3D park. It's a 2D isometric view. Yeah. Could be cheap as possible. Yeah, cheap as possible. Could get a Simpsons tapped out look. Yeah. Just, and it's just so cheap. Like, I thought, I thought that they stopped doing this a little while ago. No, it's all games are now. They're all Clash of Clans. They're all friggin' the same RPG fighting thing or Clash of Clans. There's a new Marvel one out this week. Do you see that Pocket Fighter's been cancelled on the, on mobile? Capcom did that new Puzzle Fighter, didn't they? Um, and it was just a soul sucking piece of shit. Um, because they just took Puzzle Fighter, something beautiful, and turned it into one of those mobile phone buy loads of stuff games. And now they're cancelling it. They're shutting it down. It's going to be shut down later this year. So that was good. I think I might just be a cynic. I might mm. just be too old for this. Stop now. playing mobile games. Well, I, I just I download them just so I've got something to do if I'm on the commute or something. Could buy missile cards. It's cheap. Give that a play. Is that an iPad? Yeah. No, yeah, it's an iPad. It's not an Android yet. But um, I think he's been getting distracted with other stuff. Rather than doing games, he's doing work, writing stuff, earning money instead of you know spending ages making a game and selling five copies. Yeah. Right, you're done. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fucking fine, because it's an hour now. We're into the podcast. You know what? Like, you don't need to be so mean. Wasted. And I've still got two reviews to go. Go on, then. All right. WrestleMania, whatever number it was this year, 34? 34. Um, it was very, very long. Really long. Yeah. Like, seven hours from the pre-show starting to the end. And I didn't even watch the pre-show. I skipped it because, you know, it's fucking pre-show. Who cares? Mm. Um, and the whole event, loads of people have been really down on it, but I thought it was like average and it kind of just 
like they did their usual thing at WrestleMania, they want to surprise you and stuff. So they'll book things in ways where it's like, that's not the way you expect it to go or where it really makes any sense, but who cares? Because there's more stories to come. You don't know where it's going to go. They might go off in an interesting direction now. Um, and then the main event was Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns and everyone booed the whole way through it. The main event of WrestleMania this year had, uh, they spent ages building up for, had the audience chanting, this is boring through the whole thing. Because it was, kind of, and you put in that match on that no one really wanted to see because Brock Lesnar's part-time doesn't really do much and no one likes Roman Reigns. Stop trying to make Roman Reigns happen. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, they make them sit through five hours of wrestling before they get to that match or something and of course they're not going to react nicely to it. Should have put that match earlier in the card. End the show with Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Give them more time because they had like a 15-minute long match. It wasn't long enough for what they should have had. Um Daniel Bryan made his return. He was pretty good. Ronda Rousey was surprisingly solid in the ring. Like, um, wasn't expecting too much from her. I was expecting the usual sort of UFC person thinks they're going to do great in WWE and doesn't get the whole character side of it. <coughs> and she came out there and she um, she did everything as char- in character perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, really, really cool, neat stuff. Lots of fun, action-packed fighting. She's quite fast moving. Everyone else in the match was super slow. Yeah. Because it was Triple H and Stephanie McMahon versus Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. Yeah. And Kurt Angle and Triple H are basically held together with threads nowadays. And Stephanie McMahon is not exactly, like, you know, a pro wrestler herself. She's done matches. She's a fitness workout type person. But, you know, she ain't ain't fast. But Ronda Rousey was just, like, running circles around him. The problem with Triple H is that ever since he he hung out with Dracula and Parker Posey... Mm. He's just been up his own patoot. I think it's been longer than that. You reckon? But um, It was 2005. I do get the feeling that he's well. a little bit bitter that he never got a big movie career that he so. wanted. Well, it's because he refused <laughs> to cut his fucking hair. Yeah. He, like, for the longest time, he refused to have anything on that fucking mullet. Yeah. Even in Blade fucking Trinity. Just Trinity. long hair. It's just shitty long hair. Yeah. In it's... Blade Trinity, he had long hair and he looked like a twat. He had long hair and fucking... Like a choker on, yeah. and like an open polo, and he's like, "I'm a vampire. I've got pomeranians." Why did you agree to that move? Parker That's Posey what... had the pomeranians. No, he had it. No, it was Parker Posey. No, they were his dogs. Don't lie. I'm not. I've watched that film recently. Why would you watch it ever? Because someone released a commentary track, and I wanted to watch the commentary oh. track without the film. Oh. But I wanted to remind myself what happened oh. in the film. Pat Oswalt's in it. I forgot about that. The film's not good. Pat Oswalt's in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else is in it? Not Wesley Snipes, he barely right, ever appears. Right. Yeah, well, Wesley Snipes is in it. But he he's not in the same him. scenes as anyone else. <laughs> no, it's really noticeable when you yeah. know that. Yeah, when you know you're editing. When, uh, when There's I, all the bits where everyone's talking about what they're going to do and he's just like reaction shots. Hmm. Um, one of my one of my favourite bits is that there's clearly a moment where he loses his temper with Ryan Reynolds for real. Yeah. So they're on the ceiling. They're not on the ceiling. They're on the roof of this car park and they've just been dropping this guy repeatedly until his head explodes because of the pressure of the rope just you know, impacting uh, or dragging him back or whatever. Um, and it's like the stupid setup. And then um, Wesley Snipes just goes, all right, well, fuck it. And then just drops him so he dies. Um, and then they're walking back to the car and then Ryan Reynolds, he makes a joke, like some really stupid, shitty joke. It's obviously improvised. And Wesley Snipes just stops and looks at him and just goes... Yeah. Like that. And, and Ryan Reynolds immediately just like looks at him and and then, and then, as they're walking, disrespect Wesley Snipes. As they're walking off to the car, Jessica Bill looks at him and, not acting, just goes like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds is just like, 
Yeah, that was definitely. Yeah, that wasn't because they would have just left that in the film. Yeah, if they if it was if it was if it was actually <laughs> scripted, both of them just would have been like Ryan Reynolds would have just been like, "I'm sorry," and like mm. that was it. But it was such like it looked like genuine fear, and for the rest of the film, whenever he makes a joke and looks at him, he's just like he's always just like, "I told a joke. Did you hear it?" But for that one scene, he's like he's like a puppy that's just shat on the carpet. Yeah. He's like, "Oh god." <laughs> <laughs> Because it's just it's the way he stops, and he's just like, "We're yeah. gonna have a problem." Is that what we're having here, motherfucker? I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> shit like that. Fucking just loses his temper. Oh god, I love Wesley Snipes. Nineties and early two thousands Wesley Snipes, where he was a powder keg of emotion, was the best. All right, cool. What were you? Are we talking about WrestleMania. It happened. Yeah, it did. Yeah, don't watch it. Watch the NXT event from the night before. Do you know what's happening this weekend? No, not this weekend, next weekend. What? The Greatest Royal Rumble. WWE are going to Saudi Arabia and they're going to roll out the red carpet. No women's wrestling, just men. They're having the biggest Royal Rumble ever. They're going to have friggin' Undertaker in a casket match. There's like just this ridiculously over-the-top stack card because they're going to Saudi Arabia and chances are Vince has been told he can hang out with the Saudi prince or something while he's there. So they're just going to put on the biggest show they can. What was the game in which you went to Saudi Arabia? Uh, I don't know. Probably Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand. No, it's the one where <laughs> it's the one where you turn up in and it's um, it was really really highly regarded. You're a soldier, and you go over there, and someone's taken over. It was a remake of Heart of Darkness. Spec Ops: The Line. Yeah, it's in Dubai. Is it in Dubai? Yeah. All right. Jesus. I just imagine that that's what the WrestleMania would be like. They're like, yeah, there's a bunch just, of incompetent wrestlers all get guns. Set in Dubai after a sandstorm's wiped yeah. out the entire. That's what, that's, what, that's what I was thinking. They turn up in Dubai and the sandstorm's wiped everything out. There's like a military military coup that's gone on whilst you're there. Coup. Coup, yeah. yeah. A military coup that's happened whilst you're there. And uh, and the, all the wrestlers just pick up guns and they're like, well, we've got to save this place from terrorists. John Cena, you've played a Marine. <laughs> In the John Cena, a man who is so physically strong, he could snap a man's neck quite easily. And he's just there like, I mean, I guess, like I could fight back against this. Well, let me just try and punch one of them. And he actually tries to punch him I've walked past every single wrestler who actually was in the military first, yeah. even Randy Orton, who went AWOL. That's how he got kicked out. Um, and then, yeah, there's the guy who hands it to John Cena because he's wearing, you know, yeah. camouflage pants. I think any of those wrestlers, if they properly punched someone... Instead of just like slapping and whatever else they do in wrestling, if he actually like if you actually had one of them like all the steroids and shit they took, like they'd kill a person. Well, Big Van Vader was known for being quite stiff. I mean, he punched Mick Foley's ear off. Yeah. So you know, yeah, that was brutal. Can you imagine just like just like John Cena's massive hand just grabs someone's head and then he goes and swings and just takes out their jaw, <laughs> just so like yeah. like 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 uh, whatever the story of Ricky O. It'd just be like that. Everybody's made out of blood bags. Oh, dear. Can't just, it's just Spartan kicking someone into a post and they actually fly back a few feet and then just bounce off just like, on my spine. And there's John Cena like, oh, God, I'm a monster. He is a monster. And he just gets more powered up and he goes, Ferdinand! He's a doctor as well. Is he? Yeah, Fugonomics. <laughs> it's true. Oh, uh, The Rock could be the villain at the end. He'd be like... It turns into a CGI you, thing. All of you bitches think you can take the Every place. time The Rock's played a villain, he's turned into CGI. Yeah. That's... The greatest man in sports entertainment. The biggest The most star. electrifying yeah. man in sports yeah, yeah. entertainment. Jesus. 
I never watched wrestling when I was a kid, I just played games. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, WrestleMania 34 happened. Um, whatever. <laughs> Your review, get on with it, you fucking penis. My last review this week is going to be Monster Hunter World. Oh, you played like five minutes of that. I played it for a lot more than five minutes, Ant. Uh, right, so Monster Hunter World. It's the first Monster Hunter game to come with the Xbox One and the PS4. Ooh. Um, it's a big deal, big deal. Um, it's an interesting game. I hazard to say it's good. I don't want to say it's good. You hazard to say. Yeah, I don't want to say it's good. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. I'm dying here, so bear with me. I don't want to say it's good. I don't want to set people's expectations at good. Um, so a little bit of backstory of me and Monster Hunter. I love the series. I've played them since the PSP. You know, I had a PSP connected to the internet. I could play Monster Hunter. I had, I had. So I've been playing on PSP this week. What? One of my two copies of Noel Edmonds Telly Addicts. Oh, so lucky. Should we give one away as a prize on the, on the podcast? No, I paid good money for them. How much did you pay? 90p for both copies together. Oh, there you go. 45p. <laughs> um, well, Monster Hunter, sorry, I've been playing since I had a PSP and I, I played, played on the Wii and I played on the Wii U. Um, and on the Nintendo 3DS. Um, and I, I've always loved the games. One of the issues was that, um, they were const- constantly, they were constantly played with connection errors. Which that's I was, they kept bloody releasing them on systems that weren't really yeah, great for online. That's play. that's what I thought. So you had yeah. stuff like you had the 3DS. You had there was an Xbox 360 Monster Hunter. Never yeah, got released Japan. outside China. It only came out in China. Fuck me. Yeah, um, which is freaking ridiculous. But yeah, so <laughs> all these all these games like they've always had like small little errors with connections and stuff. But they always had stuff in place so they could jump back in and mm. you could finish the mission offline if you needed to. You know, there, there was plans. Um, so I was hoping. That some of the advancements had come across in the new Monster Hunter for the Xbox One and the PS4. No. Connections are just as bad. I think it's your connection. No. Still the same problems. On the one, um, I'm playing on Xbox One S, for an example. So it's not the base level, it's like the mid tier one, and then you've got the One X. Um, and any other game, I don't have any problem. I could play Call of Duty and such and play for hours. Not lose connection. Same with Battlefront and, and Battlefield and all the other multiplayer games I play. Even like Tekken. You get like five bars mm. and you can play a game of Tekken. It's normal Tekken. There's no lag. But then as soon as I jump in Monster Hunter World, I'm in a mission for two minutes and I lose all the other players. And that could be their connection, but it happens every time. And I think it's just that the game is, well, relatively new. It's been out for a month, hasn't it? A month and a bit. Uh, okay, March. Is it March? Might be February. Yeah, so like yeah. maybe a month, two months. Um, and the game looks great, plays yeah. nicely, just that fucking connection error for a mostly online just game. Play it offline, ignore that. The problem with playing it offline is that you run out of quests real quick. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, Monster Hunter World, right now, it's not a great score. I think I'd probably give it, uh, David Berenas. Yeah, I've got the Xbox One version though, which is always like, you know, the, the shit one. Really? Yeah, no one likes Xbox One. Ah. Yeah. Only losers own an Xbox One. Isn't the Xbox One X like one of the fastest selling consoles? No. Don't so, think so. I thought it did really, really well. Like yeah, it literally yeah. sold fucking quickly. Sold well, it's probably not as much as the Switch to sell in, but seven million units sound for the Switch, isn't it? It's more than that, I think. I think they've, they've 
I think worldwide they're at something like 15 million or something. Jesus. It's kind of uh, ridiculous. But yeah, so Monster Hunter World, I, I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone who, who likes the Monster Hunter series. I don't think it's a good one for people that are new to it. Hmm. Um, just because it's not really, it's not really where it needs to be yet, but <coughs> if you're curious, you can pick it up for about 30 quid now, so it's, it's out there, it's not too expensive, and it's a good game. So yeah, I'd give it David Boreanaz. David Boreanaz. Boreanaz. God. From Angel. From Seal Team. No one cares about Angel anymore. From Bones. He's in Seal Team on Sky One. No one cares about Bones anymore. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's been in a lot of TV series. From The Crow. City of Angel. From... With Eddie Furlong. What's that fucking film? The horror movie. Oh, uh, Cherry Falls. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. From Cherry Falls. Was he in... I know what you did last summer. So Michelle Geller was, wasn't she? Yeah, he wasn't. It was Freddie Prince Jr. Ah, yeah. If only David Berenice had got that role, he might be married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. And then he may have played Fred. Freddie Prince Jr. actually works for WWE. Yeah, I know he does. He's a producer, isn't he? Yeah. He also does voice work. He was in Dragon Age. Ooh! He played a one-eyed... Did he voice... Um, yeah, one-eyed homosexual Minotaur. Did he voice Freddie in that Supernatural episode the other week? I don't know. I can find out for you. Because they did that Supernatural episode, didn't they? They, they crossed over Scooby-Doo. crossover, which is genius. Yeah, there's that funny bit with a dead body they find on the floor and everyone's <laughs> like, Jinkies, great! And all this stuff. And it goes to the other goes, what the shit? <laughs> I actually like Supernatural still. Mm. I watched I watched all of it early on. But I think I stopped watching about season... Isn't there one of the guys in his blatantly meant to be Constantine, isn't it? Um, can't remember the name of the actor. Oh, you're talking about the uh, Castiel who plays the angel. Yeah, and he's like blatantly meant to look like Constantine. A little bit. He's like yeah. a weird one because he, <clears throat> he was meant to look like Constantine then he was meant to be like a god and then he was meant to be this and that and this and that. They couldn't really decide. Um, <coughs> um, what? I'm just looking at the Scooby-Doo episode. But well, that's cast. not great content for a podcast. I've already reviewed my thing. It's your review. Is it now? Yeah. Well, fucking stop banning around. My last review. The last review of the episode... Yeah. Prepare yourself. Brace yourself. Yeah. Yakuza 6. What? Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. What? Out now on PlayStation 4. Um, which I got a really nice version. It came in a book with artwork in it. I didn't know that was going to happen. That was nice. But um, yeah, Yakuza 6 is purportedly by Capcom, but by Sega, but um, blatantly won't be. The finale of Kazuma Kiryu's storyline that's been going for like two million years now in these games. Um, and like, you know, they, it's quite good because they did the prequel one last year, which is Yakuza Zero. And it's a nice way to top and tail the series, give you a new episode of last year, Yakuza Zero, which was like one of the best games of last year, freaking fantastic thing. Yeah. And this year, ending it with a brand new <coughs> game engine. It's got a new game engine. Are you coughing? Over there? there we go. But it's got a brand new game engine full of lovely new graphical trickery and, Things like, it's not just like they've just gone, oh, we're making a new game engine and it's just the same but looks nicer. It's Frank like, Welker. Oh, well, he's Frank. the original Fred. Yeah, yeah he's like 400 years old Guess now. who played Shaggy? Um, well, it won't be the original actor because he died. Yeah. Shaggy, so Matthew who... Lillard? Yeah. Yeah. Came back to do Shaggy. All right, okay, now guess who did Velma? Velma? It was for Birch, wasn't it, in the film? Who did Velma? Kate Micucci. Oh, yeah. That's a bit of genius yeah, casting. Yeah. I'm really impressed by that, considering it's like a, just a... There's a episode. Daphne and Velma film coming out where they're in high school. Yeah, and they're solving the fuck that shit. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Yakuza 6. Um, yeah, parts of things the new engine does is stuff like 
you can just walk into buildings now. There's no like loading screens or anything like that. They've finally sort of brought this game a little bit more into the modern age. But even then, when you say that, it's like not many places in a lot of games where you can just walk straight into a building. There's usually some sort of transition stuff. But they um friggin' you can just go into alleyways and walk through buildings and go through. I don't need to. I'm trying to review. Just walk around and find secret doorways and go in through an office block and come out the back of it and come out in some little hidden alleyway or something, um, which is really nicely done. And the story's split between Camarocho, where all the Yakuza games have been set and it's been changing over the years, and, you know, like the whole stuff that happens in Yakuza 0 builds up to the sale of a small plot of land, which is where in the later games the Millennium Tower is, which is a giant friggin' the tower that the Yakuza operate out of. Mm. Um which is like a major landmark in Camarocho. Um And this one, it's like establishes that um, a year prior to the main part of the game, the Little Asia burns down. And when you go there, it's got a complete new look. So it's not just like a bunch of really tightly packed together back alleyways now. It's like a proper little Chinatown area in Camarocho. Mm-hmm. Um And there's a whole story going on where, you, you know, Kiru, at the end of Yakuza 5, he basically takes the fall for all the Yakuza stuff that's been going on, the war that's been going on. And he agrees to go to prison in order to shift the blame away because there's a bunch of powerful Yakuza's and they've got links to the cops and they can't risk being exposed. And because Kiryu was stabbed and nearly left for dead yeah. and the cops came across him and he's quite honourable, he goes, I'll take the fall for everyone. Because he's never actually gone to prison in those games for something he's done. He's mm. busted a lot of skulls, but it's always for something someone else does. Because yeah. the first game has him going to prison after Nishiki kills um, uh, Sohei Dojima. And he takes the blame for it, which was, they established that in Yakuza 0 as well, which is quite nice. Adds a little extra layer to it. There's um, spoilers for the end of Yakuza 0. There's a bit where they're talking about how, you know, if you ever have to cross the line and take a life, we'll do it together. And <laughs> that's like, you know, where the first Yakuza game had that whole thing where it's like, oh, they did that. Yeah. It's nice. They sort of called it, you know, they called it back in reverse. Um, Yakuza 6 has a couple of little references to Yakuza 0 as well, which is quite neat just to tie it. Just to give you this feeling that you're coming across things from all over the entire series. Yeah. Um, And there's all these little things where it's like, our camera is changing, the new Yakuza's are coming up and they've got a different attitude and all this sort of thing. Um, But yeah, you've you've come out of jail, you go home, you find out that Haruko, the little girl he's been raising for years, she said she had left to try and to be closer to Kiru while he was in jail, but she didn't go straight to Camarocho, to Tokyo. No one knows where she was. And when Kiru gets there and tries to find her... She finds that he finds out she's been hit by a car and she's got a baby. And it's like, ooh. So now he's going around with a baby, trying to keep it safe, find out who the father is, hunt them down. Meanwhile, there's like triads have moved into Camarocho and there's a Yakuza triad war brewing. Yeah. Um, there's a new guy in charge of the Yakuza while their head, the sixth chairman, their head is in jail um, yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And it's like there's a conspiracy going on that. They're trying to muscle out some other groups and take over the crime world and all this sort of stuff. And Kiru's trying not to get involved, but he's going to end up getting involved because everything's going to lead to them eventually. Well, in in um, I started playing uh, Yakuza Kiwami. Yeah, um, and I haven't I haven't got massively far in it yet. But, no, so um, I probably spoiled what happens with. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine <laughs> if you do. Um, but one of the things that I I like is the beginning, the Yakuza and. Um, the local, like, not mafia, but the local crime syndicate, they have this respect for each other. Like, he defends them. Like... Yeah, you got all the families and they Yeah, there's like a to... fight early on where it's yeah. a rival family and, and they're not Yakuza-based. They're like some of the gang organisation. I think it's the Xinguan in the first one, Maybe. the Korean um, mafia. But, um, but like, this guy, 
this guy's being accused of stealing something. You see this guy run away and he's not stolen anything mm. and you go up and defend him and then everybody's like, well, fuck you. And then you go like, I'm going to kick the shit out of all you. Mm. And then like, and I liked, I liked that. I liked the fact that it wasn't just about gang warfare. It was also about. Those games are nuts, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this one's like, you go around Hiroshima as well and you meet up with a little Yakuza gang there. Um, and there's a whole thing where like the Yakuza in Hiroshima have stayed in that area. They've never expanded. They've basically locked it down so no one can take anything from them. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's a port town and all this sort of stuff. It's a boat building town so they can make a ton of money from that. But you team up with a Yakuza gang there and they're all a bunch of misfits and you remind, you know, Kiryu takes a liking to them because they're a bit sort of, a bit more zanier and a bit... Is that where the baby comes from? Sort of, like they're a bit more honourable. Like, he thinks they're honest. Is that where the baby comes from? What, the movie? Oh no, the baby. The baby? Yeah. Don't know yet. Mm. But, um... The head of the little Yakuza family joins his beat Takeshi, which is pretty awesome. That's cool. Um, so he's in it quite a bit. It's not just like some little cameo thing. He's actually turns off a bunch. Yeah. Um, one of the other Yakuza brothers is, um, what's his name? Ken Watanabe. No, something Fukushima. The one who played um, the light Nagami in Death Note, in live action Death Note. And he was in Battle Royale. The main, you know, you know the kid. Yeah. Like, Laito. Um, yeah, he's one of the Yakuza kids that you ah, team up with in this. Very cool. Um, I reckon he's secretly Haruko's baby's father. See, I think where you're going, right? Oh, I've been sent to find this father is a is a uh, is his house a red herring. Yeah, yeah, but he's part of there. He's like a country yokel Yakuza because you know they all are in Hiroshima. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's the usual side stories that are mental and freaking. I came across two kids. They fell down some stairs and claimed that falling down the stairs made them swap bodies. So there's a Freaky Friday incident going on and they're basically trying to convince their parents that they need... Their separate parents don't like them dating so they're trying to convince them, well, we should stay next to each other because our bodies have swapped. Mm. And then Kiri's like, I don't believe any of this. This is stupid. But then he's just like, he's just like, I don't care because someone's asked me to do something. That's a yeah. side quest now. But he's all like, you know, they're that dedicated to staying together. They would lie to everyone to keep themselves together. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, beats up his dad. Um Beats everyone up. Yeah, solve things with fists. Um, I also bumped into a girl who claims she's let through time. <laughs> it's like the second movie reference in this little bit. That's great. Yeah, she said she movie. let backwards through time a year. I like that movie. Um, and you, you help change the history to stop the events that caused her to get so upset that she decided to leap back in time. I like that movie a lot. Um, yeah, and she's wearing a different school uniform to all the other kids that you come across in this town. So I, I'm inclined to believe her. Yeah. <laughs> But, it's a really yeah. good movie, actually. Yeah, but it's just like full of like silly stuff like that. Some guy wants me to become a mascot, and so far it's the only subquest I've gone. Nah, <laughs> you like see this thing on the floor? It's a big round orange. Yeah, and you go up to it, and he looks at it, and it's just got a big face on it, and it's like the mascot for Hiroshima shopping district. And this guy's trying to convince you that you need to go do a show, dress him. And it's like no, no, not doing that. Um, the writing's freaking hilarious. All the sub stories have full voiceover and everything now. Mm. Cutscenes, the graphics they've. The new graphics engine. Like, there was this thing in Yakuza games where there's three types of cutscenes. There's the one where you can move the camera around, they're just they're talking to each other, kind of static. There's the more animated cutscene using the same graphics, and then there's like the really high detail graphic cutscenes where it's a, you know, a bunch more detail and more cinematic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the graphics in those bits are freaking stunning. And it's all done in engine. It's not being like, you know, video footage being played back. It's like really nicely done. Yeah. Um, you can see, like, a lot of people said, oh, there's all this it's beautiful and stuff, but you can see sometimes when the camera's down low, you'll see, like, you know, pipes on walls are hex- uh, diamond shaped or something because <laughs> you're not meant to see them normally. Yeah. Um, you can take selfies. 
and you, got, you can change his facial expression and it's like a millimetre of facial expression changing. <laughs> it's like frowning and smiling. Have stuff. you seen that? Like, there's like a photo mode in everything now because yeah. there's one in uh, God of War as well, isn't there? Yeah, he loves taking photos in that. If you have uh, guys with you, buddies, and you go to take a selfie, they'll like pose behind nice. you. Nice. <laughs> oh, just like Final brilliant. Fantasy 15, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. They'll stand there just like, hey. Yeah. Um, but yeah... Um, like when you're walking around Kanrocha at night, it looks stunning. Hiroshima's got a completely different feel to it because the shops all shut early. It's very quiet. There's not much going on around there, um, but everything's just like a lot more fluid. You transition into fights without any break. There's no like pause. Um, it, like you go from the first Yakuza game, not Kiwami, but I mean the original version of Yakuza, yeah. and the amount is like become more and more fluid over the years is really nice because mm. Yakuza four, three, and four were getting pretty pretty good with that. They were PS2, weren't they? PS3. Oh. PS3. You accuse of 1 and 2 on PS2. But the first one, people forget how different it is. Like, there's, the first one had an isometric view when you're walking around the town. Yeah. Um, and each street was its own loading area. Mm. So you'd go to the end of the street and it would load up the next area. Just like Streets yeah. of Rage Breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, that's Final Fight Breakdown. Final Fight Breakdown. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. But, um, this one, that's all fluid. You just walk into buildings and go around. There's locker keys I've been finding that you can have to find the safe that they unlock. Oh, all right. Get cool. some bonus items. Um, it's still full of mental storylines. I haven't come across something yet that's like as mad as some of the maddest ones in Yakuza Zero, but I am only like halfway through the game or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's friggin' superb so far. Um, I don't think it's the end for Kira. I think what they'll do, like what they'll probably do, is if they do new stories that carry on with other characters. Yeah, Kira will turn up in some way throughout it. Like yeah. as a side character, because the thing that I think they really need, and I don't think this one's going to go there, is they need to do a old man Logan, you know, Metal Gear Solid Five, like yeah. Kiru as an old man having his last stand as a as like a fight and hero. It'd be good um, if they had something where you you still had your rage and like your um, impact, mm. but where you were hitting, you had to use different limbs. Mm. Give you so, a life bar for the entire game, and yeah. you, can't, you can't heal it because you're old. <laughs> they're doing that Fist of the North Star one and they've done a survey on the PlayStation if you go onto it and one of the questions is would you want to buy a Fist of the North Star Yakuza game I'm like yeah fucking of course I would because yeah. <laughs> that one's kind of cool because it's basically a, they're doing a Yakuza game set in Fist of the North Star and all the cast are actors from the Fist of the North Star games so like Kenshiro's voiced by the guy who does Ken, um, Kiru and all this sort of stuff Yagi's voiced by the guy who plays Goro Majima or something like which is fantastic um, people might be disappointed that Majima's not really in this game a little bit, especially after he was such a big part of Yakuza Zero. But um, I also think they could easily do a game just with him at some point, because the the way they fleshed him out in Yakuza Zero really makes you think he would have the depth for his own game. Yeah, he's gone from being like you always know him in all the other games as being crazy guy who turns up and wants to fight, and he's usually involved in some bullshit. He's basically like on the same side as Kazuma, mm. but he is mental. Um, but the first one shows that there's more to him, that he's like, he's actually a pretty sane guy. He just acts crazy because he's been played around and messed about with. You know, he says in that one, everyone wants, they, they all want a clown, they all want a puppet they can manipulate. Mm. I'll give them that. And that's where he starts walking around bare chested with a leather jacket and <laughs> gets his hair cut in a stupid bowl cut. And, yeah. Um, goes mental. But yeah, um, just beautiful, fantastic game so far. Really enjoying it. And Beat Takeshi's in it, so, you know, it's great. He's got all his feet, he hasn't missing his little bit of finger. Um, but yeah. Hmm. Good fucking Good. stuff. Combat. Everyone said the combat's been slowed down. It really hasn't. No. It's been tweaked a lot, but it isn't slower or anything. Um, and the way they've changed things, like you don't get weapons anymore. There's no weapons that are like, 
in your inventory like you could have in the other ones you could usually press down the d-pad and pull a weapon out but um the way it's in this all the weapons are just weapons you pick up around the ground but when you activate your heat mode in this one it basically turns you into the beast mode from yakuza zero where if you attack when you're near an item he'll pick it up straight away and twat them with the item Uh, okay yeah so where rather than single use yeah rather than having to press a circle to pick it up it's just that item if if you're near a plant pot that will be your melee attack when you press punch yeah and smack um is that where the um that's where the phone booth thing comes from isn't it it's in the meme where he he grabs the phone off the wall and smacks someone in the face oh yeah 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 Yeah. what was that freaking crazy one i did something really insane on it i can't know it was now oh no he got a glass bottle Mm. smashed it as he's fighting Shoved it in a guy's stomach. A little trickle of blood comes out of the stomach, and then he kicks it further into his gut. Oh. <laughs> it's like, that happened. All that. That's that's up there with the box of nails from Yakuza Zero, yeah. which is great. When he shoves the nails in the guy's mouth and then punches. <laughs> um, very violent sometimes. It's not violent in a super gruesome way. It's just it, no, it's, just, like it's just enough to make you go. Oh. It's almost Looney Tunes level. Violence. Yeah, it's just enough where like they leave enough to your imagination where you think about what the after effects of that would be. Um, but yeah, fantastic fucking game. Um, I'm loving it. Like, it's brilliant. And they're doing Yakuza Kiwami 2, which is using the same engine. Yeah. Be nice. Because that's one thing. When you go through the bits of the, because you can look through the story of the previous games, and it's like Yakuza 3, 4, 5 all look like the previous ones. Yakuza 1, they've used the graphics from the Kiwami remake, but Yakuza 2, it's got the PS2 graphics and it looks kind of ropey. It's just like, well, the graphics got worse after the first game when you look at them. But it's good they put the little catch up in there. They didn't put one for Yakuza 0, which is a bit odd, but. Because there is stuff from that that does tie into this game. Even though there's 30 years difference between the two. But yeah, great game. Solid, solid, fantastic, top-notch. Give it a buy. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like, it's been a good couple of weeks. <coughs> <coughs> I'm still playing Far Cry 5. Gross. I know. Ubisoft games. I know. The first game I checked my... um. Assassin's Creed. My 4K, yeah, yeah, Assassin's, yeah Creed. Assassin's Creed. Did you get working in the end? Well, the 4K on... Yeah. Yeah, on the TV it was just like, um, basically it was being all weird. And I think the the cable box, the set-top box went, oh yeah, you got a 4K TV, but I forgot that I just picked up a random HDMI cable and plugged it in. It must have been a really old one. Because mm. it basically switched to 4K, wouldn't show up on the screen because the set-top box gone, oh, it's a 4K screen, but the cable can do it. Yeah. Once oh, I swap it- that around, it's fine. The setup box is probably set to a standard at like sixty frames, mm. and then the la- the computer you can adjust it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just needs to get some new cables. They're only like two quid. You can get one Amazon literally two quid. They're more like a six quid two meter long cable because oh, okay. the one thing with this TV, the HDMI ports are on the right side of the TV, not the left. That's fucking insanity. Yeah, I'm gonna have to use a different cable from my Elgato. It's fucking insanity. It's the wrong side. I know. It should be on the should be on the left. Yeah. Well, it's our left. TV's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, TV's left. Our right. It's on the TV's left now. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It should be it should uh, be our, our left TV's right. Let's, don't think there's an RF input on it, which is a bit disappointing. All right, okay, all right. Don't start. Don't start. And there will be an RF input because it's got a digital set-top box, you silly man. Oh. Yeah. Nice try, though. Your silliness doesn't stand with me. Right, well. All right. Anyway, it, cause I need to have a bath. Yeah, I need to have a bath as well. And we can't have one at the same time. I know we can't. You can use the toilet downstairs. I need to take a shit, so I might do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the amount of time you take to have a shit, I'll probably uh, just about done in the bath by then. Yeah, that's probably, unless you fall asleep. Yeah, no, because I've got ice cream to eat. I'm not going to fall asleep. Good. Got to watch good. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Please and eat don't. my ice cream. I need to I need to jump in the bath. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Um, well, 
This is episode 86 done. If you need to speak to either me or Ant. 86? Yeah. Fuck. If you need to speak to either me or Ant, you can find Ant on, uh, on Twitter at LV54SpaceMonkey. You can also find him on YouTube's most popular Mellow Gaming channel. Yep, still. And rising yeah. 400, 546 subscribers now. 546 subscribers. Yeah. And we're not getting any money from this yet. No. Fuck's sake. I've got a plan for what I'm going to do when I hit 999 subscribers. Well, you do. Because you know when you get to 1,000... Give away a copy you, of um, Tully Addicts. No, <laughs> good day. Um, you know when you get to 1,000, you get your monetization switch back on. Yeah. I might just switch it off. I might just do a video. I go, oh, look, I'm almost at 1,000. Click. Switch it off. Fuck you, YouTube. Yeah, I'm earning, but then what are you going to do? I'm earning eight dollars on Patreon every time I make a video now, which is more than I ever earn on YouTube. Oh wow! <laughs> so, are you actually? When I make a Mega Game Recommends video, yeah, yeah, I've got I've got four backers up to eight dollars now. Jesus, that's yeah, not bad on Patreon. Uh, what's your Patreon? Patreon. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, what's your what's your name on Patreon? So they don't just give money to some other. Um, I don't know. The thing's called Mellow Gaming Recommends. Okay, yeah. so Mellow Gaming Recommends on Patreon as well. So help yeah. support. When I get to ten dollars, I'm going to start doing post mortem videos about the episodes. Nice. So, there we go. There we go. Great. So more content. So if you want that, there's mm. that. Um, and you can find me at Chris Apocalypse on Twitter. Yeah. I will respond probably inappropriately, and then yeah. you know you might say a slur. I I didn't say a slur. Right. We're not going to have this conversation on there. I didn't mean, I didn't mean what you are trying to imply that I meant, and I feel personally upset that I'm being attacked in this way. Trump fucks kids. That's the outro. It's Trump fucks kids, cause he fucks kids. And also his entire country. Cause he's a fucking twat. He's going to jail. Well, he won't go to jail, but he's gonna get in trouble. He's gonna get in trouble, and then daddy will bail him out because he's a weak will. Did you hear that his whole shit. story about having one million from his father, a small loan of one million, yeah. he said, which everyone mocked because a million isn't a small loan. No, and also he it had. It turned out it's actually 18 and a half million his yeah. dad gave him. Yeah. God, he can't even lie about his own backstory. I know, right? he just makes it up every five fucking seconds. <laughs> it's just because he's a twat. Yeah. Anyway, America, if there's anyone out there that does need saving, shoot up a flare. We'll find the people. The resistance are out there. They'll save you. They'll keep you warm against the horrible tyranny of a man who wishes to be coloured the same as an orange sweet. He was the tango man in the 80s and 90s. You know the one who used to run up and slap people on the face oh, and yeah, they yeah. they banned the advert because kids were doing it at school? Happy slapping, they called mm-hmm. it. Happy slapping's a different thing. It's when you have a video camera and you, you get oh. your phone and you film yourself slapping a stranger. But um, in that tango ad went like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember, yeah. And it made kids deaf. Really? <laughs> yeah, because it burst the eardrums. Oh. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that was a thing. Then they changed it to... What does he put his hand on the guy's face and kisses it? Yeah, no, it's like, ooh! Yeah. Yeah, yeah and kids weren't doing that. No. No, because... Do you remember they changed the name of Spastic Society to Scope and kids started calling kids Scopey? <laughs> they changed it from Spastic Society because they didn't want to be a slur anymore. I don't remember any of this. Yeah. All right, I need to use a toilet, so that's the end. Downstairs toilet. I'm going to use downstairs toilet. Yeah. I'm lying, I'm going to use the upstairs one. No. See you in a bit. Alright, guys. Love you. Love every one of you. Bye. Keep sexy. Don't let them take you. We're here if you need us. Can you send us some biscuits? Cheers. No, we'll send you biscuits. No. We'll send you biscuits. What's an appropriate form of biscuit to survive on for a brief amount of time? Digestives. It's the most... It's part of your five-year date. I'm going to ignore what you said and send rich teas. (laughs) Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Love you guys.